for marketers focused on finding and targeting their ideal customers at scale. I'm your host, Monique Ruiz. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be discussing one of our most popular topics, podcasts and digital audio. That shouldn't be surprising since you're listening to a podcast right now, so you likely have interest in this medium. We'll get into ad revenue forecasts, ad tracking solutions, new innovations and conversations coming out of key conferences, and a whole lot more. To help me answer some new questions and revisit some previous questions that have new answers due to the speed at which this industry is evolving, I've invited Chase Miller, EVP at Claritas, to join me. Chase, welcome to your first appearance on The Marketing Insider. Thanks for having me, Monique. So I'd like to start off with my guests introducing themselves. So can you tell us a little more about yourself and your role here at Claritas? Sure, happy to. Uh, so so many, my, my role here at Claritas, I'm Chief Product Officer. I oversee all product strategy, product development. Uh, I oversee the data science and R&D organizations. Uh, and then as a you know secondary duty, I also lead our media and agency uh, go-to-market organization as well. Awesome. So jumping into the questions, this might be a slight exaggeration, but it does seem like every time we have a podcast around this topic, ad revenue forecasts for podcast advertising have changed significantly. A few years ago, it was estimated that ad revenue would pass the $1 billion mark around this time, 2023, but that actually happened back in 2021. Some people attribute this to the surge in listenership that was brought on by the pandemic, and we're not dealing with those stay-at-home orders anymore or other restrictions, but we are in a period of economic downturn. So do you think that will have any effect on listenership or the purchase behaviors of podcast listeners? That's a uh, that's a great question, Monique. If I can break it down into the two, uh, in terms of listenership, uh, what we've seen uh, with our clients is just the you know the volume of listenership continues to grow, uh, even with this kind of economic downturn and the uh, rather bleak outlook on the economy. It, it does not appear to be or or has not manifested itself in terms of you know a reduction in scale or the available audience that an advertiser can reach through podcasts or or the digital audio channels. The purchase behaviors of those listeners, though, should change and, and will change and have changed. As, as you know, as a mm-hmm. consumer, and I know, things are more expensive. Uh, there's still some lingering supply chain issues from the pandemic. Inflation is uh, is at an all-time high. Interest rates are going mm-hmm. up. So all those macroeconomic factors have and will continue to influence consumer purchase uh, decisions. As it relates to the podcast, listeners themselves, you know, the, the medium is, is reaching a very diversified audience more now than, than ever. Uh, so I, I don't believe that the podcast listener you know, cohort would be disproportionately impacted by, by the economic outlook. Yeah, and people love to multitask. So the ease of consuming content that's audio only just makes podcasts super appealing, especially to younger generations that are kind of known for having that distractible attention span. So I definitely agree with you there. And that kind of leads me into my next question. In March, a handful of the people on your team attended Podcast Movement Evolutions, which is a conference that's centered around keeping up with the evolving landscape of audio and podcasting. Why are events like this important for Claritas to get involved with? And what were some of the big standouts reported from the team? 
Yeah, the um, you know events like like podcast movement are super important, uh, not just for from the podcast medium, but but across all marketing touch points. As uh, as a data driven marketing solutions company, our our data targeting and measurement capability are relevant across you know all media types, uh, and we're kind of multi channel enabled by nature. Though within podcast, the that conference was is very important for Claritas in terms of staying uh, abreast and on top of what is affecting the industry, where's the industry going, not just what we're hearing from our clients and what's happening within their businesses, but have a, a broader mm-hmm. view, a more strategic view of the uh, emerging landscape around digital audio, uh, and that influences a few things. You know, one is kind of how we you know how we drive our product development and our product strategy, what innovations we need to bring to bear. Uh, you know, on that front, one of the the things that we we heard pretty loud and clear from from that conference is the the desire for more advanced analytics and more advanced metrics around how to make podcasts in particular and digital audio by an extension uh, a more effective medium in the broader media mix for an advertiser. Okay. Yeah, and just a shameless pl- a plug here. So we'll be attending Podcast Movement in the late summer too. I think it's sometime in August. So if anyone listening wants to make sure they meet with us while they're there, you can email tradeshows at claritas.com and I will be sure to put that info in our show notes. So check that out. Back to the questions though, Chase. So we recently added new capabilities, speaking of which, to our attribution solutions, including the ability to track both baked in podcast advertisements, as well as dynamically inserted podcast ads. So we did talk about this on a recent episode of the podcast, but for anyone who didn't catch that or just needs a refresher, what is the significance of a prefix URL for our own suite of solutions? And what competitive advantage does something like this give advertisers? Sure. So a prefix URL is, is simply a, a tracking technology uh, that records when a podcast episode has been downloaded to a device. The reason that's important is, uh, I think, uh, I may have these metrics wrong, but you know, almost half or, or a, a you know, large portion of podcast ad units are considered what are, you know, baked in or host read, kind of mm-hmm. embedded in the MP4 file of the podcast itself, which inherently is, is harder to track. The only signal you can get is that somebody download the podcast uh, and then infer that, you know, the listener was exposed to the, the baked in ad within that podcast. The reason we, we made that investment is we, we largely uh, measured DAI dynamically ad inserted via tags but restricted us from measuring a good chunk of the market for our clients. Uh, so we built the URL uh, tracking technology to capture the rest of that market to give a, a full podcast campaign view for our clients. Uh, as far as our product strategy is concerned, you know, we have a, a number of initiatives like this where our attribution and lift product, uh, the, the en- like engine itself can be fed from any number of data sources or tracking techniques. So we, we've historically had uh, pixels, uh, tags, if you will. Uh, we now have this uh, prefix URL capability. We're able to bring in uh, ad server logs. We've recently signed a deal with LiveRamp to enable Ramp ID as an identifier for which a, a client can provide us exposure or conversion data. Uh, and so it's, it's just a matter of creating more spokes, if you will, to our, our hub of our analytic hub of what kinds of data can we bring into that analytic environment to produce attribution and lift capability. Yeah, it's all about making sure we're responding to what clients and prospects want and offering that full suite of solutions. So awesome to hear some of the some of the things that we're getting involved in. 
Yeah. And for advertisers, they, uh, and this kind of blends the prior question uh, and this question, you know, for the podcast industry to continue to grow, we have to look to how do we benchmark podcast ad effectiveness versus other media type and a true kind of multi-channel or multi-touch mm-hmm. view of campaign performance. Uh, and so, you know, this prefix URL allows us to fully represent podcast in a multi-channel uh, attribution and lift capability. Uh, and, and as more and more clients are demanding uh, to understand how podcast works in the context of digital video and OTT, CTV and traditional display right. and social, you know, our advertisers are asking us for it. That's what drives our product strategy. And I believe, you know, podcasts will shine uh, in the light of, of other media types. And therefore the, the overall ad spend for that medium should increase disproportionately you know, at the expense of the other mediums that are, are not performing as strongly as a podcast ad is. Yep, exactly. And so someone listening to this podcast today might be saying to themselves that they want their brand to get more involved with digital audio or podcasts. So how do brands that are looking to advertise via a digital audio or podcast uh, channel work with a partner like Claritas? I'm sure the process differs depending on what partner you're evaluating, but we can only speak to our process here. So can a brand work with us directly on their measurement needs, or do they need to work through one of our partners who's publishing their podcast or distributing their advertising, like an SXM Media or an Odyssey? Sure. So there, there are two ways for, for a brand to engage with Claritas for podcast or digital audio measurement. The first is a, a direct relationship, uh, and we see more and more of our advertisers and by extension their agencies uh, working directly with Claritas to give that kind of multi-publisher view of their digital audio campaigns. And that's extending to representing digital audio in the context of a multi-channel measurement where they're including social display, uh, search, and in, uh, in OTT, CTV, advanced, advanced TV capability. Uh, so that's, that's you know, one way, and that's an increasing uh, engagement model that, that our clients are taking with, with Claritas. The, the okay. other mechanism is through a partnership with uh, SiriusXM or Odyssey. Uh, we have relationships with iHeart and, and so forth as well, where those publishers will offer Claritas attribution and lift as a, you know, as a package with the ad campaign. That does give the client a view of how that particular campaign or that publisher performed, uh, which is also valuable uh, in, in, its, in its own regard. But you know, we support kind of both, both engagement models. Let's kind of continue with this scenario. You've started working with us when it comes to your podcasts and digital audio campaigns. Now, how do you measure their success? What are some of those KPIs to pay attention to? What metrics maybe aren't as important? And are there any metrics that are unique to these channels? Sure. So ultimately, the KPIs differ based on the client's industry. You know, a financial services client like a bank or an insurance company has a different metric than a DTC brand. As an example, ultimately, it, it comes down to some sort of uh, conversion metric. Did an, did an ad impression or did a campaign drive, you know, prospects to become customers with my with my brand or my product? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of the macro theme, you know, what that means for, you know, uh, like a, a mortgage uh, company would typically manifest itself as like a, a request for a quote or a request to be contacted, some kind of pre-indication of a conversion. Whereas in a, in a DTC scenario, maybe you're a, you're a DTC sock brand and we can track, you know, somebody actually made a purchase on your website and therefore not just attribute the purchase to an impression, but also the value of that, of that sale. 
so we can get to a true kind of return on ad spend view uh, in those in those cases. Yeah, the metric, I mean, audio is, is not necessarily a clickable, you know, so click through rate is a traditional digital metric KPI mm-hmm. for play and social and, and search, you know, that that's not, you know, a common metric or in many cases, not even possible through through this channel. So those are kind of irrelevant. Uh, we do track downloads and kind of, you know, reach and frequency just by nature of that's what you need to, you know, it's a, it's a waypoint to at- attribution and incrementality. Uh, but our our focus is is on what's driving true performance conversion and engagement with the brand, uh, and then diving into what is driving uh, or where is that campaign winning versus losing, so that we can provide insight to our clients to shift their budget, whether it's you know across publishers or by creative or by target type, to maximize the return of that ad campaign. Yeah, and I I think it's also super important to know what metrics you're looking at, but also what you can and should be doing with those metrics once you have them in hand. So, you know, you can optimize your campaigns based on that and and get into audience profiling, understanding who the best converters are, finding more just like them, all that kind of stuff. So um, your answer kind of segued me into this next question, though. So I listen to podcasts a lot, although I pretty much stick to two very distinct genres. So that might be an answer to this question. But I do tend to hear advertisements from either the same types of brands or sometimes even the same exact brands, uh, depending on the podcast. So they're typically that direct-to-consumer model type or their startup companies. Is there room for other types of brands or companies to see success advertising on podcasts, or is this solely the sweet spot for DTC brands and startups? Yeah, that's a, a great question, and, and certainly it's a it was an interesting observation when we got into the podcast uh, measurement business was just the uh, the kinds of brands that were engaged in the media, and we've seen a, a significant shift over the last kind of twelve to eighteen months to mm-hmm. call it kind of more mainstream brands or more traditional marketers, uh, telecommunication companies, insurance companies, uh, banks that mm-hmm. uh, are trying to leverage the medium more. I think the uh, this is a I think just a, a natural evolution of the kinds of data and targeting techniques, and certainly the their reach, uh, the consumer reach through the medium that is kind of driving, you know, more traditional advertisers to adopt the medium. So, so in our reach standpoint, as you noted, when we started the, you know, the ad spend is, is outpacing the previous projections, you know, ads right. follows eyeballs. Uh, so the more eyeballs that come, or in this case, ears, I guess, uh, eardrums listen to the medium, that means the more consumers that can reach and that's a more compelling, op, you know, targeting opportunity for, you know, a, a you know, large you know, CPG brands, large automotive OEMs, you know, large banks and so forth. So, so you certainly need enough reach to move the needle for those much larger enterprise uh, advertisers. The, uh, the planning tools uh, and ultimately the targeting tools are a function of how much, you know, how much inventory, how many impressions are available to be allocated to different brands, as well as the precision at which uh, audiences can be targeted. Uh, so today, a uh, majority of podcasts seems to be targeted based on more contextual. So it, it's not surprising that if, if you're personally concentrating on a few different kinds of content genres, you know, those genres reach a, a certain demographic or mm-hmm. interest or psychographic state, and that, that aligns with certain, you know, brand marketers, and though it's, it's a more natural and, and pretty, uh, you know, uh, logical way of, you know, if I, I need to put a brand for, uh, you know, a, a certain apparel company in those, in right. those 
environments. Like it's like, yeah, I, I see the, the folks that listen to those shows are likely the same targets for my brand. So it's a, a target rich environment where, where we see uh, the technology going from the ad servers is to be able to do more audience based targeting. So, you know, if we you know have a segment in which Monique is, you know, you are one of the target consumers in that segment, uh, the ad server technology can get to the point where we can now reach you with an ad, no matter what podcast show you listen to. So you're not mm-hmm. pertained to the confines of a genre or more contextual placement. Uh, so I think as, as that technology continues to evolve, uh, those will be the, you know, the, the items or the, the factors that drive more enterprise, you know, fortune 100 marketers into the medium. Yeah, that's a, a great point that gets in the whole audience profiling discussion. But to kind of add to your answer, we do have some great case studies on our website, which again, I'll link below, where we've been able to help major brands find value from advertising via digital audio and podcasts. So while in my case with what I'm listening to, it might seem like DTC brands have the monopoly, this is certainly not the case overall. Final question for you as we wrap up here, Chase. What is next for Claritas when it comes to measurement and attribution solutions? You talked about a, a few things, especially with live ramp, but how are we helping our clients stand out in a crowded marketplace? Sure. So, so a few things that we have on our, our radar. We've got a, a new user interface coming to market in the next kind of month or so, and that'll roll out in phases. Uh, our, our initial kind of user interface was very much focused on just uh, kind of a utility uh, as opposed to like a true kind of BI kind of platform. So we're, we're evolving the, you know, how we visualize data, how we streamline the campaign setup workflow, and how do we, you know, bring the answers to the forefront for our, our user base so they can make faster decision making. The second is uh, around this kind of hub and spoke model that I alluded to earlier, you know, extending or, or enabling more ways and more how we bring new data types into our solution. Uh, so a recent example of that is a partnership we did with Affinity Solutions where we're able to tap into credit and debit card uh, transaction data. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're not reliant on e-commerce transactions that can actually, uh, in a privacy-safe way, attribute you know, a, a Netflix subscription or a McDonald's purchase uh, or a Walmart purchase to an ad impression uh, and kind of leveraging you know, that as a new spoke to bring purchase data into our solution. Then the, uh, the last kind of category of things are just advancing our, our analytical techniques. Uh, you know, this is a, is a medium that's gone from, you know, trying to count downloads to then, you know, trying to get to true reach and frequency and ultimately conversion. You know, we're, we're looking at the next frontier in terms of, you know, reach and frequency optimization, kind of w- where does reach and frequency trade off and, and you're know, ultimately, you know, wasting impressions for relative to the incremental conversions you can drive. We're also uh, looking at uh, in enabling fractional attribution, which will be very important for uh, representing podcasts in a in a multi-channel uh, ad effectiveness view, uh, so that it's not not just a last touch or a first touch model, but being able to divvy out credit across multiple mediums and, and ultimately where the advertiser and their agency wants us to be, and we we have that product uh, capability available now from an analytics kind of managed service basis, but we'll look to automate that into our platform towards the end of the year. Nice. We've had a lot of cool partnerships and innovations come out in the last year or so that are definitely helping to advance the solutions we offer the marketplace and kind of keep advertisers at the forefront of their industry. So keep listening to the podcast because we share what's new and exciting here too. And all right, I think that's a, uh, a great spot to end the conversation. So again, Chase, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Of course, Winnie. Thank you. 
And as always, thank you to those of you listening at home or on the go. If you've not already, please take a moment to follow the Marketing Insider so you never miss an episode. Rate us five stars on your podcast app of choice, our favorite being Spotify, and share us with a friend or colleague so we can keep the conversation going. And with that, we'll see you next time with a brand new episode. Bye now. Thank you.